Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hitting the record button. I'm so excited. Uh, this is Danny J, by the way. Um, welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. And I'm so excited because I have a very, very special guest, Miss Courtney Moss. Hey, Courtney, what's up? Hello. And and Oswald. Oswald just made an appearance. <laughs> he wanted to say hi too. He's like, wait, what about me though? This is a dog-friendly podcast. Apparently, we all have puppies that are, you know being here, being annoying. So if y'all don't know Courtney, Courtney is our editor, producer of the show. And in fact, I just realized before you jumped on, it's been four years, It has four years. Courtney has listened to every single episode. She was actually on, um, episode 19 or 20 ish. So it's been a while. We haven't had you on in a long time. So if you don't know, well, one, she's the editor and producer. So she has to listen to us and this nonsense all the time, every single week. And she helps get it out there for you guys to listen to, get in your earballs. Um, but she is also my daughter that I placed for adoption. And we did an episode on the adoption. So if you are interested in listening to more about that, that was some somewhere out between episode 18 and 20, but I'm so excited to have you on, um, because I wanted to, well, I've been wanting to record with you for a little while. Just can't, you know, I haven't been able to figure out what we were going to talk about, but recently, um, you've been struggling with some things and I've been struggling with some things. And I thought, let's get on here and chat about it because I think whenever we share our struggles, um, I think other people can, I don't know, either feel less alone or I don't know, makes us all feel less alone. And so, um, maybe you want to just kind of share what's been going on and then we can kind of dig into it. Yeah. I mean, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Cause I know like, okay, I'm 25 and everyone experiences this and I'm sure I'll say this and everyone rolls their eyes, but it's just, you know, I'm at this point in my life where all I can do is just look around and see everyone else. And I feel like, you know, in your, your mid twenties, there's like two very different things you could be like, there are some people married on kid three, um, some people with careers and then some people who are, you know, still at home. And that's not a bad thing. Like, you know, it's just a different path. People who are, you know, maybe finishing up school a little bit later. And I feel like I'm just in this, this middle place and I feel so insecure about it. And I'm, you know, on the cusp of, of Gen Z. So I'm technically, you know, the first generation of that. And I'm the first generation of people who grew up with social media and my whole life. Like, you know, I got a, I, I got a Facebook late and I got my Facebook when I was 14. And at that mm-hmm. point, everyone had already had it. And we were already on Instagram and it was our whole lives. Like when I was in high school, like my big, you know, addiction, like the thing that I cared about that all my friends were on was, was Tumblr, was the internet. And I feel like I've never not had that. And all I know how to exist is like as someone on the internet. And all I know how to do is compare myself to everyone else. And it's just, I feel so 
insecure on so many levels on like, you know, look how many beautiful people there are in the world. And I'm just not that. And look how many successful people there are at my age. And I'm just not that. And, you know, it's just like watching everyone else, like seem to understand what they're doing, where they're going. And I feel like I'm just here and I'm like directionless. And I have, I don't even know, you know, I can't even take action because I don't even know where to go. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like it's funny because you're in your twenties sharing this. And I feel like it's relatable to so many people, even in their thirties and forties, like there's people who are maybe in their late thirties who are like, I've never been married. I did my career first. And now I'm in a different place. There's people who are, who are like, I have friends who are my age, who have done, who did all of that stuff early. And now their kids are going to college. And now they're like, starting to travel and do things. They're, they're like empty nesters. And then I have friends who are literally having babies at 40. And so it's super interesting. I think the comparison thing is so, um, prevalent, but it's an interesting perspective hearing you because yeah, you really grew up with the internet. Like we didn't, um, until I was a little bit older. And so we're constantly seeing everybody's life and what they're doing. And I think there's so much pressure too. I mean, I see all these people like this, these 20 year olds and 18 year olds who have like a six and seven figure business and blowing it up on YouTube and TikTok, And it's like, why? I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot. And so I feel like the pressure for you has to be even harder. Cause I can't compare myself to a 17 year old who's grown up with the internet, but you probably can. And so there may be even more pressure for, for you. Well, there is. And, and I don't know, it's just like, you know, I don't want to call, you know, the generation self-obsessed and you know, I, 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 as I don't think they are, I don't think Gen Z is, I think it's like, when you grow up with this, you don't know how to exist outside of it. You know, like you only feel as seen as you show up online. And, Mm. you know, I've been having a really hard time lately with just like my physical appearance and like, you know, what gets attention on social media is tits you know, and that's not a great, like if you have it, you know, sure. it's, it's up to you to do whatever you want with it. But, you know, it's like, if you go on YouTube, you know, everything on the, the trending, you know, anything that, that is pushed by the algorithm that gets used is like a sexy woman in the thumbnail. Mm. And, and that's, you know, again, there's different things for different people and that's totally fine for them to do that. But it's like, okay, if I don't want to do that, I know my content's not going to get pushed. You know, you can, you know, go on any Instagram and, like I, I see girls my age who are really smart, really funny, really unique people. And then you go on their Instagram and it's just exclusively bikini pictures. And it makes me feel sad. It's like they, you don't get seen, you don't get the attention, you don't get validation. You don't get people to see who you are if you're not flaunting your, your physical body. And yeah. it makes it, you know, it feels like, and I know that's, you know, something that a lot of women struggle with, but it feels like I'm only as worth, I'm only worth as much as I am physically attractive. And then, you know, you, you put in different factors, like, you know, I'm a woman who isn't super, you know, busty. And it's like, I don't feel, you know, in my worst moments, I don't feel like a woman. I don't feel feminine enough because I see what gets attention and what gets likes and what people look at. And that's not what I look like. And there's nothing I could do to make myself look like that. And it's very hard to, to, to kind of understand that I do have worth outside of that when like I said you that's what gets attention it's like if I wanted to you know write a blog or you know start my own business or whatever I know that it would be that much harder for me because 
that's not the kind of person that I am. I'm not, I don't want to do that stuff. So the eyes are going to, it's, it's a lot harder to get eyes on you. It's a lot harder to get that kind of exposure. Yeah. And it's so, it's so true. There's, there's like a trap. I almost feel like where, and you know, Jill and I found this early on the internet and social media kind of started when we were in college and in our twenties. And we did this. So we did the fitness and bikini stuff. And I noticed like, I will, I have to say the beginning of my growth, especially on my space and, and probably Facebook at the beginning was because I was sharing those kind of sexy pictures. And I saw the people that I looked up to doing it. So that's what I did. And it was one of those things where you post something regular you get a couple likes, you post some ass shots and you get a couple hundred and suddenly you're getting validation from that. And you just do it over and over. And I even remember, and, you know, speaking of the not busty growing up, my mom, she would say to me, she's like, Danielle, you know, you're not going to have very big boobs. You're going to have to get implants. And I remember being like, screw you. I'm not going to get implants. I don't want that. And then I got into the fitness scene and it was like, that's what everybody had in order to get to the next level. And and in my idea, in order to turn pro, that's what I needed to do. And unfortunately, um, I went down that road and had surgery and it, I don't think I was ever insecure about it. Um, but I felt like that was like a necessary thing and that was how you could get ahead. And so it sucks just hearing you saying it, it's like, there are things you can do, but at what cost? Like we, right. we have to cut into our bodies and we have to shove foreign objects right. to get validation and to have people like a post or see who we are when we're like, I actually have a lot to offer and it's not, it's a lot to offer outside of what I look like. And it sucks. The algorithm does that kind of thing. It makes you feel like everyone's doing it. And I don't believe it's true necessarily, but I think I, I wouldn't be telling the truth if I didn't say Jill and I didn't have that at the beginning to help our growth. And it, that's the reality. I think oh. we did get a lot of, um, likes and, and people following us because of those things we posted early on. Well, and it, you know, it's, it was hard for me because it's never like, like growing up, I, it's not ever something I thought about or cared about. Um, you know, I actually remember, cause you had written, you wrote a diary to me when you were pregnant with me. And I remember you wrote a line in there, like, you know, you're probably not going to have very big you know, breasts, sorry about that. And I remember thinking like, that's funny. Why would I care? You know? And I always remember like, like, haha, I can sleep on my stomach and girls with big boobs can't. And uh, <laughs> I can run up the stairs uh, without getting, you know, a black eye and I can run without a sports bra, like sucks to suck. You guys can't. But then, you know, the older I got, the harder it is for me. And it's like, I feel like you're, you know, what I hear from other people, like the older you get this, the, you know, the less insecure you are. And maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's like a graph where it's, it's bigger in the middle. And then it, you know, it's like starts low, gets high and then gets low again. But, you know, like I said, it's just like, I open up Instagram, like I, or Instagram or, or YouTube, like I'll watch YouTube videos with my boyfriend. And it's like, how can I not like feel so ashamed of myself? And so less than when all I see is, is that, and you know, that's just the physical, you know, like that's one aspect. And then, like I said, with the career wise too, like you know, there are all these people who just, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of subscribers on YouTube or have this life, like doing the things that, you know, I want to do. And it, I feel, it feels hard for me because I don't even know what it is. And, you know, I have the same, you know, this entrepreneurial mindset is like, you know, and I, I am doing it and I, I have, it's hard for me to give myself credit. Like I am my own boss right now, but I'm not where I want to be, you know? Sure. And it's that like that gap of where I am and where I want to be. And I was listening to a, a podcast I was editing the other day. 
um, with like a 55 year old woman. And, you know, she's actually very accomplished. Um, like she has, she runs her own business, um, fit like fitting lingerie and just the way that the podcast host was describing her, you know, she said like, she's magnetic, she's energetic. She, she's vivacious. She, you know, she brings out the best in others. And I was like, how amazing would it be to be described like that? And I had this moment of reflection, like, man, if I didn't change anything about myself, I didn't add anything new to my life. I, I kept putting in the exact same amount of effort that I'm putting in right now. When I got, you know, 30 years, when I'm 55, would someone describe me like that? Would I be proud of the person that I am? And it, I just felt like I wouldn't be. And, and then it, it just kind of made me feel so ashamed of myself and so small that like, okay, I know I'm not doing you know, the most Mm -hmm. and it, but it feels so discouraging. Like, you know, I don't, don't know how to start. I don't know how to, to get to that place. You know, I want to be that person. I want to be that person that someone says is like, you know, bubbly and bright. And, and I don't, I don't know that I am. And how do you get there? Mm, So good. You, you said so many things that I'm like, there's so many things we could pull apart there. And one, just sharing these feelings and how you're sharing it. I think it's, it takes a lot of courage. Cause I think this is something that people don't really want to say out loud, you know, these things that we're feeling. And I like how, you know, we talk about the podcast all the time, just self-reflection and being self-aware and just for you to even have that self-awareness of going in 30 years from now, if I don't change anything today, I'm not going to be that person. And, and what do I need to do? Like, that's the start is just even asking that question because most people find themselves 30 years, they find themselves at 55 going, well, now what? I don't know how to change. And so you're asking the right questions now. And I think part of it really comes down to being aware and then just making small changes. And we always talk about practice in practicing. I think it's so normal to get stuck in that comparison trap, especially on social media. And you know, you know this because you've listened to the podcast and because we talk, but and everybody on the podcast knows that I shut my Instagram account down for a couple of weeks. And it was so nice. It actually was so fantastic to just not think about what other people are doing. And I think we get so wrapped up into one, we don't really know the truth of what everybody's going through. And two, we tend to miss out on our own highlight reels, you know, like, especially when we're in a down phase of our life or just a, a period or, um, I don't know, season, I guess is a good word when we're just in this like funky season that it just seems like that's when everybody else is crushing it. Right. Mm -hmm. We're like, Oh, and maybe there's one person that you don't want to admit, but you're just like, there's this one person you've been kind of watching and they just kind of take off and it makes you feel worse about yourself. Like I have some of these people, I wouldn't admit it on this podcast, who they are probably wouldn't even tell Jill who they are, but like, there's a, (laughs) there's like two people where sometimes I watch their stuff, especially when I'm feeling shitty. I don't know. It's like, she calls it pain shopping. And then I'm like, why are they doing that's like, that's, they're doing what I want to be doing. And so we like kill ourselves with that over this one person. And we don't know what they're five years from now. Like they might be going down some shitty path and we're just on a down cycle while they're on an up cycle. And it's so unfortunate. And I don't know the answer to like stopping this except just by stopping. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love paint shopping. I'm addicted to it. It's my favorite thing to do. You know, coming back to like what can you do different besides shutting down social media? Like that's a yeah. strategy, but you know, as Jill would probably say, that's like a 1.0 thing, right? Like, yeah. okay, we can just pretend it never doesn't exist and yeah. we could shut it off and that will help for a while. 
But let's say for you or I, maybe your business is on social media, or you just want to see your friends and you don't want to be hijacked by seeing all their stuff. So it's like, what can, what can you do? And I think it comes down to kind of just making decisions for yourself. And so I know we did a podcast episode on my losing my hair and it's been, you know, I was really, really upset about it. Like at first I was crying (laughs) every time I looked in the mirror, I'd start tearing up. Um, I swear everything to me, just like, I just exacerbated how bad it was. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's bad, but it's not the worst. I still have hair on my head, but I think I was, I was triggered in a lot of ways by thinking about my mom's hair loss, but also just my confidence. Like it really, really affected my confidence. And so I started to think, what do I need to do to build my confidence back? And so for me, I went back to when my marriage ended, how I would get up and just put on makeup and do my hair for the day, just because it was something I could do. So I started thinking about that. And I actually did an Instagram story today. Like I bought these lashes and I'm like, well, if I'm going to be ugly, at least like my whole face is a beauty. Like I'll at least have lashes on. Right. So like I bought these lashes and then I was going, well, I need to go back to the gym again, because maybe like if I start feel like feeling better physically, then I won't obsess as much about my hair. Like at least, I don't know, I'll obsess about my body now instead of my hair, but just feeling better and feeling stronger. Cause during the pandemic, I haven't been working out as much. To be honest, mostly not at all. And Mm -hmm. I mean, since the the pandemic started it and then my mom's sickness exacerbated it. And, um, I started going back just consistently, um, recently. And so it's been making me feel better just because I'm doing, it's not even about how I look. It's just doing doing something. something. Yeah. Doing something consistently and like saying, I'm going to do something and doing it. So, yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, what are you thinking? You know, you've, you've made the realization that there are certain things and you've kind of stepped off social media for now. It's like, what, yeah, yeah, what can we do? Well, like on on your point, like I'll have those days where I wake up, I'm just feeling miserable. Like, I'm like, I don't even want to look in the mirror. I'm the ugliest thing that's ever existed. And then my boyfriend will go to work and then I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to take a shower, get dressed. And by the time, you know, he comes home, I'm just a, a completely different person. And like, okay, turns out I just needed to take a shower. That was the, that was the long. I just needed to bathe myself. Um, you know, and I guess maybe that's, you know, that is the, the hard part for me is just deciding how to fix it. And I know, like, I know what the answer is. And like you said, it's just taking action. And I, I think it, you know, for me, it's gotten to the point where, you know, maybe I haven't, I haven't wanted to fix it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's that point where it's like, if I, I'm sad about it. I get to be sad about it. Um, and that's what I know. I know sadness. I know depression. I know anxiety. That's what I know so well. And I get to, to stay there and I get to be that person who's sad. Mm. Um, but like I said, with, with myself, it's just gotten to the point where I'm like, that's boring. I'm bored. I don't, I'm bored of that person. I'm bored of her. It, it's not, I'm not fun to be around when I'm like that. I exclusively communicate with my mom and like, I'm sad. And she goes, don't be sad. And then I'm like, okay. And that's like, that's it. That's not fun. Like, you, no, it's not fun. <laughs> that's not, no one likes to have that conversation with someone. Yeah. Um, and I think like, for me, like affirmations, they don't do anything. That's not the thing that helps me or anything. But, you know, one thing that's helped is like, uh, I'm reading this book called Radical Acceptance. And it's basically just like, one thing that's really made a difference to me is she tells this story about the Buddha and like how um while he was like on his way to enlightenment under the Bodhi tree is like he invites fear with him instead of you know when fear comes along because it's going to come along that's part of the human 
experience. When fear comes along, instead of pushing it away, like, no, I don't want to be afraid. Just, you know, say like, okay, fear, you're here. Sit down with me. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that is this not feeling good enough, this comparison, it is all rooted in fear. And I think that is one thing that has always motivated me without me realizing it. And instead of pushing it away and saying, I'm not going to be afraid or whatever, just say, okay, I'm afraid. And this is scary, but I'm going to do it anyways. And to have that, you know, awareness and that acceptance of myself, instead of like, I'm a bad person because I'm scared all the time. I'm a bad person, you know, I'm not as good as a person because making phone calls makes me anxious. Like that's not going to help me. That's not going to, um, that's not going to push me to, to try anything. If I, you know, if I, if I accept that, that there is that, that fear, um, you know, she, she calls it like inviting it to tea or just, you know, having the, the, the phrase say, you know, this too, like, okay, this too. And now what, and what's next. And, and that, that helps me. Have you read, um, untethered soul? Mm-mm. So untethered soul, he kind of, it's it just reminds me of this similar, like when you said inviting to tea, it's kind of this idea of like, you have these two, you have like a voice, you have multiple people in your head. Like you've got that mm-hmm. crazy person in your head, like telling you all these things. And you've got the other person in your head who witnesses that, that person. And he just kind of says, like, if you took that like if you took that other person out and you had him next to you, you'd have like this crazy friend. And like, why would you invite, why would you have right. this crazy friend with you? Right. You're like, no, what the hell? Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> that, that person sucks to talk to. No one, nobody likes that person. Yes. Yes. And we all have like this other, this other person or multiple people in our heads, but I like that. Just bring in, take them to tea. Like you're kind of, it's kind of like that observation of it. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes just observing that part of you and just going, okay, we're here. I've heard of, I've heard of some people giving their like negative self-talk a name and like, you know, her name's Jan. And like, whenever Jan pops in with the, with the negative comment, like, okay, Jan, thanks for your input. Like, let's, let's go on. That's not helpful. Um, Another thing I, you know, I tried to do, I remember I saw a tweet like years ago about like somebody's eight-year-old kid who tried on a pair of pants and they didn't fit. And they said, mom, my butt is too powerful for these pants. Mm. So, and I, I've been like, that's honestly just like the past few days I remembered it. And I was like, you know what? Next time I'm like, Ooh, my thighs are too fat. I'm just going to say, you know what? No, they're too powerful. Like <laughs> I need something that can handle this power, you know, and, instead of that, you know, taking the negative thought and acknowledging the negative thought and then reframing it you know, I can spin it. So like, you know, cause you, you, you can't, your, your thoughts, you can't really control. They, they come and they go. Um, you can like, you know, we've, we've spoken about on previous episodes, you can control your perspective, but your thoughts, like they're just, you know, whatever reason, your genetics, your, your history, your trauma, they, they come as they are and you can choose to believe them or not. And that's why it's like, okay, I'm just mm. gonna, I'm going to reframe there. My butt's too powerful. <laughs> I love it. My butt's, my butt's been really too powerful. I'm going to try to figure out how I can reframe my butt turning into a pancake though. After 2020, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to work on that one. My butt's too delicious. So. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So I love this, especially for body stuff, but then how do you think we reframe like the success? You know, I, I feel like I really struggled with this and this is just a conversation that you don't, you know, obviously you don't have to have an answer, but after going through divorce, I'm like 35 and I feel like I lost everything. It was starting over. So I'm like, I think I, I have moved through a lot of that stuff, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of what kind of reframes we could 
help people with. <laughs> I, I think actually part of my reframe was like the do over kind of mm-hmm. thing when I gave my Ted talk and it took a long time to get there. Like, okay, you get a chance, you get to do over, but some of these things are really, are really tough. Well, uh, one thing that from the, the same podcast about the 50 year old, five year old woman who had some amazing insights, she was saying that, you know, she, in her gratitude practice, she says things that she's thankful for that are coming to her, I guess. Mm. Um, so like, you know, I think I, I won't say everyone has one, but like, I have my own version of the gratitude practice. Um, I think that's really important. Uh, and maybe, you know, it's kind of that, that manifestation of like, you know, I acknowledge that, that, you know, I'm grateful for the success that I am coming to. And then, you know, maybe subconsciously you, you know, you take steps, you take those steps in that direction. Um, or, you know, something I think about too, and I, um, I try to talk about with my boyfriend a lot is like, success doesn't have a timeline. You know, I think it was like Oprah didn't start her, you know, what we know of Oprah now until she was in her forties. Jeff Bezos had uh, a, a full other career before he started Amazon. Alan Rickman, the great actor, uh, didn't start acting, you know, professionally until in his forties. Um, and that, you know, in a lifetime, you know, you have years and years to, to have a million different life, you know, a million different careers and things that you're yeah. interested in. Like I talk to my mom now, um, you know, she's in her late fifties and she's starting a new career. And, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes tell her like, mom, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And she's like, you know what? Me either. And, <laughs> yep. you know, and I, I think about, you know, when I, t- when I think about my mom and, and her endeavors, you know, I think like she does have so much time and, you know, she's 30 years older than me. She is at that age that, you know, I was thinking of, you know, she, you know, she had her, she had a different career. She had a marriage. She, her kids, uh, you know, grew up, moved out Her, you know, she got divorced and now she's starting a, a different life and she's just at the beginning of it. And she doesn't even know, you know, exactly the path that she's going to take yet. But, and that's why I said, I, you know, I, I know I, it's, it's funny as me as a 25 year old to say, and I'm sure many people will roll their eyes because I don't have to have it figured out yet. Like I'm in the first like quarter of my life still. Um, but I think just that perspective. Yeah. I like it though, because I think there's still, there's so much to be said. There's so much truth to what you're saying, because I feel like in my twenties, I felt the same way. And I didn't have as much perspective looking ahead at adults. I was like, I've got to have it figured out by 30. And at least you're able to look at your mom and see this. And even your dad's starting over a new marriage and everything. And it's so, so funny. I, um, I know a woman, actually your great grandmother, um, grandma, Margaret, she got remarried. I think she was 85. She just got married not too long ago. So I'm like, you get, you could start over so many times, like in your eighties, somebody getting married. It's, it's so wild. And I think that life is really short, but life is really long at the same time. And so it's such an interesting dichotomy when we think about, you know, I, I mean, I have a friend in you never got to meet her, your aunt Kelly, who died when she was 20. And so that always sticks with me of how short life can be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I feel like I've lived so many lives where mm-hmm. I've had so many different kinds of careers and I've had a lot of different pivots in my life. And so there's so many things that can change so quickly and success can happen very quickly too. It feels like we're climbing this huge mountain, but I know things can change really quick. And so keeping perspective and keeping the blinders on sometimes is really important. And mm-hmm. 
I'm glad you mentioned the gratitude practice. I think something that, um, I kind of forgot about, but I'm thinking about now is just celebrating other people's wins. So instead of being jealous and like looking at those people that I would look at and get upset over, like, how did they get there already? And how did they, how do they publish a book already? And I haven't done my first book yet. And how do they do these things that I wanted to do? And something I started to do was try to be genuinely happy for them because mm-hmm. I would tell myself if they can do it, I can too. Mm-hmm. Instead of being, why right. did they get there? You know, I have a it's friend just proof. They yeah. the way. It's proof oh. that you can too. Yeah. And so I think that's a good perspective shift as well. It's definitely sometimes difficult when you're in those like pain shopping moments to, to be happy for someone, but it's also just, yeah, it's proof that, all right, if it can be, if it's been done, it can be done again. It's not like a one-time thing. I remember when I was trying to get on a magazine cover and I knew these girls that, that were getting these magazines and I'm just like, why are they getting picked? Why are they getting picked? And I finally got this magazine cover. And I, what I realized is the damn thing lasts a month and then yeah, it's gone. Like, that sucks. I don't like that. <laughs> it's like, it goes so quickly and these things happen so quickly. And friends of mine who, you know, one of my, one of good friends, um, published a book in 2013, I want to say, and I was really working on mine and then went through the divorce. And then she got her second book published. I'm like, geez, she's gotten two. And I still haven't got my first one out mm-hmm. here. I am. I don't know, still another six years later, still don't have my first one out yet, mm-hmm. but I'm no longer comparing myself to her journey. Like mm-hmm. we're on different paths. And the fact that she has her book out doesn't mean anything. Like it hasn't done the things that I thought it would do anyway. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to really also ask ourselves, are those the things I even want? Or do I just want it right. because someone else has it and someone else is doing it? You know, well, do I really want 200,000 followers because right. I'm showing my ass or, yeah. Or do I want, just, you know, a good, good following that I, uh, that I care about. And yeah. Yeah. But also if, if they achieve what I want before I do, I'm going to kill them and then I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Hey, I just did a a test called the Colby Colby assessment and it kind of, it's not really a personality test, but it kind of just shows motivation of why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. And I noticed one of my not noticed, but it was interesting. It came up saying it was kind of like lean into your strengths. And one of my strengths is like creating competition. So I really, when I started the sweaty Bettys and I broke up with my business partner, one of the reasons I feel like I really crushed it after we split was like, I wanted to show her and I was asking, (laughs) I was asking Jill one time, I was like, do I, is it messed up that I feel like I need to have like a, an enemy or somebody I need to show in order to be successful. And that's when I would be the most motivated. And so for a little bit after my divorce, I really was like, I want to show him that I can be amazing and successful. And then once that wore off, I'm like, I lost my motivation. So there might be some positive things. <laughs> like maybe you need to have but those everyone, little secret right. enemies, but everyone you have to get in their own. Like, <laughs> like one thing, like whenever my boyfriend, and I want to like make a change, like we like positive reinforcement doesn't work on me because I'm like, okay, if I, you know, do this work for an hour, then I'll get myself a treat. And then I just think, mm, no, I'm going to eat the treat now. But what does work <laughs> on me is negative reinforcement. So like he's, he implemented this, this rule where if I say a negative comment about myself out loud, then I owe him a 30 minute backscratch and I don't want to do that. So it's like, well now, okay, I won't say anything now. Cause I don't want to do that shit, but That's positive, funny. positive reinforcement doesn't work on me. I'm, I'm way too hedonistic. Uh, it's all about knowing yourself. Right. You you know, if if you need that competition, like, yeah, if you know, you have a secret enemy and that's what (laughs) forces you to, you know, to do it, then maybe that's it, you know? Well, it's so, yeah, it's so interesting to know how we're all wired, what 
what gets us motivated, what doesn't, but I I'd say the biggest thing is this comparison and the pain shopping on social media and who we're following. It's such a tricky one to, you know, to stop. And, and of course, you know, Jill and I say, just unfollow people who make you feel a certain way, but at some point you don't want to just be, (laughs) at some point you don't, you want to be able to follow people and feel happy for them and not have those kind of reactions. And it's not to say that you never will, like we're human beings and we're going to feel a certain way, especially, Mm -hmm. I don't know, certain times of the month, maybe worse. Um, but ultimately we want to be excited about our own stuff and we want to be, you know, working towards our goals. And I think that's really a big piece of it is when you're working towards your goals and you're feeling good and you feel like you're making an impact, then you're not so worried about, oh my goodness, the puppy just jumped into my lap. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's hard, you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of things and you're unsure and unclear and don't have maybe direction, it feels, yeah, I don't know, feel, it feels difficult. So, yeah. Um, well, anyway, I wanted to thank you for sharing this today. And it's, you know, I think the comparison, regardless of your age, I think you hit the nail on the head with all of it. I think we all feel this way at certain times. I, I feel it's important for our listeners to even hear this because we have listeners of all ages. And I think just perspective wise for maybe some of the people who are a little bit older to just be really uh, aware of the young girls and the people we have growing up in their teens and in their twenties right now, who haven't had a life without social media and who haven't lived anything different. Um, it's something we all need to be really aware of. And maybe these are some solutions we need to start to come up with or programs we need to come up with for our young women Mm -hmm. so that we don't continue to create, (laughs) create this nonsense, you know, Mm -hmm. like these filters and everything I've heard And I've read a lot of statistics about young girls just feeling worse about themselves at younger ages. And so there's, there's a lot of things to be said about it. There's a phenomenon in, uh, plastic surgery right now. Uh, they call it Instagram face where like everyone is getting plastic surgery to have the exact same face. And like, I talk, like when I go to the mall, it's like every girl is identical and it makes me sad, you know, that we can't own our own selves anymore that we have to look like Kylie Jenner. We can't have our face. We have to have Instagram face. And there has to be some way that we can provide that, you know, I don't know, that support that, I don't know, just let people understand that like, it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to be someone else to be successful, to be loved, to be beautiful, that your own self is enough as it is in all things, in, in your physical beauty, in your your personality, what your inner beauty, your, your work, your career, your success, your life. I love that so much. The Instagram face is terrifying and I hate that, but I see it. Um, and I think it starts with having these conversations and then, you know, being more accepting of people looking different, being different. It's interesting. Cause I feel like we've been on the right path where the body positivity movement has changed things and we're more accepting of larger bodies and different shapes and different sizes. And in fact, I thought it was funny. Speaking of the boobs earlier, I was like, oh my God, I wish that what the bodies in today were back when I was younger. Cause I feel like you could be flat chested and have a big booty. And that was like me. And I'm going, man, my body was like, perfect. That's so it's just 30 years too late. Um, but I, you know, listening to you, it's, it's really interesting because I kind of assumed that you and your generation were in a different place where it wasn't a big of a deal and it sucks that it still is. And I, 
it makes me want to do better. You know, I think it's a, it's a big deal, but under the surface, you know, it's, it's, it's just this weird, like in between thing where it's like, nobody's talking about it, but it's happening. Those, those insecurities are, are in those like weird, you know, self-image things. They're still happening just like under the surface now. And I, like, I don't, I don't know that there's a solution to that. It's like a negative yeah. tangent to go off but You know, no. it's just, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I think ultimately the solution is, and it always comes down to things we talk about is just owning who you are which is not an easy thing to just come out when you see all that stuff. So it's, it takes a lot of self-awareness and then it takes a lot of self-confidence. So it's like, how do you become aware? You know, like you made the comment, you, you saw yourself 30 years from now going, if I don't change. And then it's like, how do I build the confidence? And so you have to find these small things you could do to start building confidence and to start feeling like you're in your power. Mm-hmm. So I think it's part of the things that we teach on here, but it's so true. I mean, there's definitely conversations around all of this. You know, there's a lot of conversations to be had around is the body positivity. And we should do a whole po- podcast episode on this. Like, is it helping or hurting people? So anyway, good conversation to have. I think ultimately, you know, some, so many of the things we talk about, just the owning the confidence, all of that comes back to like, this is how we change it. And then, and then being an example to other people, but I don't know if we can like change society and, and maybe we can, maybe, maybe like over time, if enough of us start to just say, screw this, and we're going to not look at this stuff or we're not going to click. Yeah. But ultimately, I'm not sure that that's going to work. Right. I don't I don't think you can change society. I think, you know, like, you know, sex is always going to sell. Boobs are always going to sell. Money's always going to sell. Luxury is always going to sell. I think it's, you know, it's just you have to make the choice. Like I said, is like, do I want to keep being sad about myself all the time? No, I don't. That's not going to that's not going to make me into the person that I want to be. Um, so I, I understand it is on me. It's, it's my choice to, you know, to live a different life and to live a, a happier life, a more, you know, confident life. That's, that's my choice. And I have to do the work to get there. I love it. I think that's such a great place to end on. Like it is our choice and it is up to like, nobody else going to do it for us. And, and the truth is, um, even the people who've done the surgeries and who are getting all the likes and getting all the clicks, a lot of those, and Jill and I know this too, you know, we've met so many influencers they are still insecure. So it's not like that actually fixes the insecurity. So it's still up to us to do the work to feel better. So anyway, I just want to thank you so much. One, thank you for all the work you do for the podcast. And two, thanks for being a guest on the show today and sharing this stuff. It's, it's vulnerable. It's hard to talk about, but I know it's going to be really valuable for listeners. And I really appreciate you for being on here. Thank you for having me. Yay. And y'all please subscribe and um, leave us a comment and um, tell Courtney how great she did uh, in the <laughs> podcast group. We haven't had much action in there. So I'm going to have to go start doing some posts and, and um, saying what's up, making you guys do some comments, but we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>